Hi, mate. <laughs> Welcome to the Latchkey Sibs, the podcast that challenges three siblings to take a look at our childhood movie cabinet and one film at a time, criticize or defend the viewing choices we made as kids. I'm your host and the youngest, Gray Baker. I'm Holland and I'm the oldest. I'm Allegra and I'm from Brooklyn. That's a fact. <laughs> uh, they, they say- I thought you were going to say, I'm Allegra and I'm a bolo man. Yeah, I thought you were going to say that too. I was <laughs> contemplating and I'm Jackie Legs. Yay! Jackie Lynn! Oh, there you go. But uh, the amount of times this movie feels like it's necessary to mention that they're from Brooklyn was very grating. (laughs) And I'm like, I got it! (laughs) So, what we do here each week is one of us has to present a movie to be critiqued, while the other two score based on five specific categories. Each week's score will be added up, and at the end of each season, the sibling with the most points will be labeled master of the remote control, while the loser will be forced to do some sort of punishment chosen by the winner. This godforsaken week, this week, is so, <laughs> amazing. so exciting it's so for exciting. me as a judge. <laughs> it's... It is so amazing for me as a judge. Uh, it is... Firmly planting my place back in second. Um, hey, man. We haven't ar- had and our truly, arguments yet. <laughs> yeah, keep the hope alive. And truly bringing, truly bringing the fun back to the Latchkey Sibs franchise because we had too many good ones in a row. Too many good ones. And so I am so happy to announce that today Holland has to defend... 2003's box office film that came out, <laughs> Kangaroo Jack. Woo! I'm keeping the hope alive. I get yeah, to Holland, can it. Yeah, Holland, can, can you edit crickets in that moment? You left, you left no, a lot of room. No, because it's really exciting. Holland, you should put applause in. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Air no. horns. Just gaslight the audience. Yeah, pew, 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 pew. That's the best movie ever. Uh, I left so many pauses for you to put cheering and whooping and air horns and the and the dango for buses For those of coming. you that are lucky enough to have not watched this movie prior to this podcast, let me give a quick summary. Lewis Booker and Charlie Carbone are close friends with an association with the mob. After the duo botch a delivery of stolen TVs, the duo are given a second chance by mob leader Sal Maggio, who happens to be Charlie's stepfather. The duo are to deliver $50,000 to a contact in Australia. As simple as the job sounds, complications emerge when a kangaroo steals the money. Now Charlie and Lewis must find the kangaroo and get the money back before they find themselves in a worse predicament. Thank you, Sam, for telling me what happens to the duo. A classic children's film premise with super let relatable me, characters. It's funny you mentioned that this is let a me children's stop you there. movie. I, Meg asked this question many times, and I genuinely didn't know how to answer her when she kept asking me, how is this actually a kids movie? <laughs> this can't be a kids movie. What's it? How is this what a kids is it movie? rated? PG. PG. There you go. But this movie is for everybody. This movie is for no one. It is too childish for like teens and it's way too adult for kids. It is towing the worst part of both lines. <laughs> it's just yeah. targeting a really underserved audience okay shithead <laughs> tweens what what audience <laughs> hey we all watched to, it can, 
by force. Force? <laughs> okay, I have a I have a I have a theory about why we went and saw this in theaters. <laughs> oh, it's in my pre-watch notes. Because it it came in it came out January 17th, <gasps> 2003. Birthday. The movie. day after Holland's and my birthday. So I think it was like we saw the trailer and Classic we were like, oh, 11 funny and kids six movie. <laughs> birthday celebration. Because we were like, <laughs> we were like, oh, cool. Like, it's a kangaroo that talks and has a and has a jacket. So here's <laughs> Let's the thing. Let's go see it. This movie's marketing campaign was <laughs> relentless. But I also remember thinking, like, you know, in the trailer, they put the rapping kangaroo in. And I was like, this is a movie with a rapping kangaroo in it. This is a movie where <laughs> yeah, the kangaroo no, they really, talks. They didn't lie. They really emphasized yes, they the talking kangaroo part. Those parts were I actually in do. the movie. <laughs> but the, the kangaroo was animated and in the movie sometimes. But he was not like their little sidekick. He's just like cut in sometimes. And is supposed to be a real realistic quote-unquote kangaroo like he's not rapping the whole time you don't want to waste so, it all you I don't want to oversaturate the movie with has great even i want to i want to i want to jump ahead this this is a bit of trivia i was going to say but i think it needs to be addressed at the top okay. especially because we're just talking about it immediately the film hit number one in its opening weekend, despite dismal reviews. <laughs> Trailers and posters emphasized the, quote, talking kangaroo scene, leading many to believe it was a family film about a talking kangaroo. It sparked backlash from audiences who felt that they had been tricked. Industry observers later said that if the previews had presented a gangster comedy with fairly adult humor, the film probably would have failed. The direct-to-DVD sequel was an animated family comedy of Kangaroo Jack and his family. Oh, my God. I was duped, <laughs> and I've been vindicated. We were all duped. Did I think Dad took us. Did he have I thoughts? haven't heard back. My, I All I got was, because I, I texted both Mom and Dad, do you remember the movie Kangaroo Jack? And Mom just said, oh, gosh, sort of, with like a cracking up laughy face i remember this that's all i got <laughs> i remember this movie being on cartoon it, network all the time and being like not a fucking chance am i re-watching this movie i feel like we rented it though no i don't know i why, do not think that but i have only seen this movie once i don't know i don't remember um, if dad does have if dad has any thoughts we'll put the audio audio in here um but I just want to get I just want to get into the meat of it. I feel like we're going to be able to talk about this movie for a while, so I want to get through all of this, you know, pre-argument bullshit and let's get straight into so pre-watch. So wait, wait, notes. real quick. January 17th, 2003, Gray and I were freshly 11 and 6. Allegra was 8. I yes. just want to I don't know if we totally covered that. So. We didn't. We got Oh, very yeah, you're right. I'm right sorry. Stuff, yeah. We missed some stuff. Yeah. But now. So continue. The, we were like kind of the I, the primed age for what the marketing campaign had yeah decided was the audience yeah um, not what the movie actually ended up being but what the marketing was like <laughs> no 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 take your kids to this yeah um I can I start with my pre-watch notes yes because I think it's just kind of funny I got stoned for this because i thought this is the only way i can get through it mm -hmm. boy boy oh boy did it not help um <laughs> hey it probably made it better than i mean fuck you're sober <laughs> all i can remember is that chubby black guy from c-spot run and some white guy i want to say david arquette but i'm pretty sure that's also c-spot <laughs> run you're correct um they go to Australia and there's a kangaroo who gets a shirt on him. <laughs> I don't know. I remember thinking this movie was bad even back when we saw it in theaters. So it holds little to no memory for me. Allegra? Yeah. When baby Allegra <laughs> thinks a movie is bad, you know it's a fucking stinker. All right. <clears throat> Australia. Heist? I thought this was animated and it wasn't. I don't remember Jack shit, God but I remember not liking damn. it. Damn, <laughs> why do I remember so much of this movie? I like, 
I like the pun, Allegra. Hey, virtual high five. I liked it. Thank you. Um, mine was, I remember not liking this movie. <laughs> Anthony Anderson and Jerry O'Connell have to go to Australia for some reason. I feel like Jerry O'Connell's stepdad is in the mob or something, delivering slash picking up a package. Does the stepdad want to kill him? I don't know. Something gets stolen by a kangaroo because they put a sweatshirt on it. Jerry O'Connell is a hairdresser. You remember that he's a hairdresser? Yes. Is there a love interest woman? The next episode by Dr. Dre and Snoop plays, which, no, it doesn't, but the score of this movie directly rips off the next episode. Wow. It's not the entire score either, but it's every (laughs) fucking time time the kangaroo is on screen. It's so annoying. It's so annoying. If I can somehow rip the audio from bink, the movie. Bink, boom, bink, 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 boom, bink, boom. <laughs> yeah, well, instead of Gray doing it, if I can play the difference, I will. <laughs> play Gray's version over the uh, some fan, Some fan with uh, video editing software, can you put my <laughs> rendition into the movie every time it comes up? story that maybe only gray will appreciate but when holland and i were talking about this movie before we watched it or i don't even remember when this conversation happened but i was like it must have been after because i didn't remember anything about this movie but i was like oh i didn't know the uh weird side character from the new guy was in the movie (laughs) and holland had this like that's so raven vision face on for a minute and then was like that's how you know him from is the one bit character from the new guy. And I was like, yes, of course. Wait, which guy? Jerry O'Connor, the main guy. He was. He's in a he's in new guy. Yeah, so like barely. Him. It's like him and his brother, <laughs> and they're like, like come in every so often, and they're like, dude, you and that girl. Like, don't you like, remember when a guy falls off the roof and like lands on the swing set, but he makes it out like he's like doing pull ups or whatever, and then he's like, you have to see my girlfriend, and he shows a picture of a guy in drag from prison and. Uh, Kangaroo Jack and I guess his brother go, ooh, Josefina! Hey, caliente! Uh, um, I, I remember that I, scene, but I do to not which remember I that said guy. said to Allegra, you know, he was in Stand By Me, and she says, I've never seen that. So. <laughs> he was also to in uh, Scream. Two. Never seen Scream Two. And then also Scary Movie Three or Four. Mm. Oh, oh Scary Movie Three. It we was, watched that a lot. That was on like the movie channels all the time. But I that needs that no, we watched it with Tommy a lot. Probably. Scary movie <laughs> but, three was always but we on one need, of those. That needs, that needs to be on the list spooky, next year. Sibs. Oh my god. Oh yeah, we can do it in spooky sibs. Oh. God, whoever has to defend that <laughs> will not get a good score, but I really want I to bet see you it unless, again. Unless we're adhering to our rule of you can't do sequels before you cover Guys, should we dedicate all of Halloween to just doing Scary Movie 1, 2, and 3? <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't think I've even seen Scary Movie 2. I don't I think have. I have either. Oh, I spent a week I mostly remember it. 3 because we watched it all the time, and it was like covering the ring. Yeah. I would really love signs. I would yeah. really love to watch them all high because, like, when we first watched them, I was not getting high. I feel like that's how they were meant to be experienced. Anyway, we're getting off topic. All oh, this is getting cut because I know we're getting off topic. We're trying to talk but... about anything other than this movie. Han, I was so fucking pissed <laughs> off sitting down to watch this movie, so the scores are going to reflect that at first. All right. Hit me with it. Wait, did you do your pre Oh, yeah. All right. Allegra, you can begin. Nostalgia is a That's crazy. You guys remember I also have it at a two. I don't remember. 
say. No, I did not. Did not remember. No, anything. I did not. And I'm sorry, but it also didn't have that much of a cultural <laughs> impact. So you it's remember also the marketing? Uh, do I remember 2003? No, I, just no, I do being, not. <laughs> I just remember being let down by the marketing. Hey, that counts as remembering things. <laughs> That's why it's a two and not a one. Yeah, exactly. Head. Off to a great start. <laughs> Sit through ability. I wish I could give you a zero. <laughs> but that's not possible. So I give you a one. A one? A one? Really? Yes. We Holland. literally are. Well, let me probably... guess. I got another one coming at me from Gray. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> I'm sure Holland there's always room for improvement on our scores I mean there's only room for improvement right now (laughs) (laughs) appropriate for children I gave you a very generous four four I gave you a two I'm a two okay that's (laughs) Michael, is this Does what you wanted? This is the energy you wanted on the podcast, Michael. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, my first score was duh. What? Uh, uno. Can you speak in a complete sentence? It's a one! <laughs> what is the hold up score? That's crazy. It's still like an... A movie that worked that like is filmed on film and edited. (laughs) I love how that's your big guns for this argument. It was a movie that was produced, filmed on film, edited, and put out. (laughs) I also gave it a one. Oh my god! The production quality was. Actually, this is what I said when I was watching this movie. This is words I said out loud. It's as if someone they said... They location. No, no, no. I'm, I know, I know. Not um, in Brooklyn. This is, to, this is not in Brooklyn. <laughs> this is, doesn't matter. And this is to be fair to Brooklyn you. Brooklyn was filming, a set in Sydney. I think filming on location in Sydney is more impressive than filming on location in Brooklyn. All right, in <laughs> fairness to Holland, when I saw this movie, I was like, it's as if someone said, I want to make a movie. And someone else said, about what? And they said, it doesn't matter. I want chase scenes and beautiful visuals and and the outback. These scores are outrageously low. I'm going to get like a 20 if I am lucky. If you're lucky. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to be honest. I had more fun watching Grease 2. Oh, Me too. Oh, God. Hey, at least this movie was 89 minutes. That's true. Not like almost three hours long. (laughs) true. It's only 89 minutes. The saving grace of many films we watch. And can I follow? Four. Okay. I gave it a five because it did have a beginning, a middle, and an end. And it did try... To tie things up in a neat little bow, even though I hated their little bow. And I thought it was a stupid little bow, but they did tie everything back to that beginning I flashback. Think technically, everything made sense for the most part. Holland. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that backpedal. <laughs> Only willing to defend the movie so much, huh? I just remembered one thing and I was like, Oh, one thing? <laughs> one thing? Well, we'll get into it, I guess. Listen, um, Christopher Walken is the greatest part about this movie. Exactly! You have to give me more for Christopher Walken and Michael Shannon. Okay, yelling at the big guns and being in an entirely different movie, if I'm being honest. But they did an amazing job. Absolutely. Considering they, they were in a piece of a, shit. Amazing talent. Fallen. Don't know why they're in this movie. Wait, guys. Uh, I... I, we don't usually do this, and you can cut this out if you don't want me to say it, but do you want me to tell you what your score is right now before we get into the argument? <laughs> yes. Uh, what is it? 
It is a 23. <laughs> That's less than half of Grease 2. <laughs> That's less than half of Never Been Kissed, which is before this episode, my worst score of the season. <laughs> Karma's a fucking bitch. I didn't even punish you that hard in season one. I no, do not deserve this. You really didn't. <laughs> You got even nicer. Hey, I don't know why you're pointing at her. I picked, I put this movie yeah, in the draft. Yeah, fuck you, Gray. Fuck you, Gray. You made us watch this talk shit movie. I hope you get Big Rock Candy Mountain. I hope Mountain. you get Big Rock Candy Mountain and Aragorn. <laughs> <laughs> the, hey, the, the season's still young. Oh, so, God. I don't know if I'm going to recover from this. Christopher Walken is at his walkeniest. It's so good. I wish he was in more of the movie. He's criminally underutilized. He's not even in the last third, but he is. Can you call prime. Christopher Walken camp? Yes. Oof, yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. I know. I'm just Walken cause... is doing an incredible job in this movie. I mean, Cowbell's camp. Hello. Yeah. Um. I mean, great. The it's like now that you mention it, absolutely not like. I've known this all along. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't mean, it's I didn't just mean like, I. To, to imply you were an idiot person, Justin. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Everyone else walking to camp. <laughs> He's really. He, never mind. Really bad pun. Never mind. Just, it's like mind. Christopher Walken, when he is at his, his walkeniest, it's like he invented camp. I love how he's like actively trying to expand his vocabulary in this movie. <laughs> yes! Yeah. You gotta give me more sit through ability points for walking. That's true. Come on. That's true. He's doing an incredible job. Yeah, he needed to be in this. I think, okay, so first of all, I was fucking gobsmacked when I saw Michael Shannon. Yes! I was gobsmacked by both Christopher Walken and Michael Shannon because I forgot both of them were even in this. I was so (laughs) shocked to see a young Michael Shannon. Literally, my very first note is, if you put a gun to my head and tried to make me remember that Christopher Walken was in this movie, I would be dead instantly. So, I was more surprised with Michael Shannon than Christopher Walken, because the first movie I ever saw Christopher Walken in was Joe Dirt. And so, he will always, if he is in, like, batshit movies, good or bad, I'm like, that makes sense. Christopher Walken is yeah. here. Walken sure. continues to be a shining light in an otherwise not amazing movie we watched on this podcast. What was the other one? Click. Oh, true. <laughs> is Joe Dirt? Hey, Click had a the... decent score. Click came through. Okay. Click is going to score okay. higher also, than this fucking movie. Al- God damn it. It also, I would like to attribute some of that to my argumentative skills, but <laughs> I'm still saying Click, I think. We talked about it already. We don't need to talk about it now. But it was able to redeem the steaming pile of shit that it was in the last 15 minutes. This movie did not do that. No, it did not pull through. Because there wasn't enough walk-in. No, we definitely need more walk-in. But yeah, Mike, but like both he and Michael Shannon were fully committed. They were turned up to 11 doing their like they were not phoning it in in this movie they were doing a great job and i appreciate them for that they were in my bright spot when watching this movie (laughs) like uh you know what would have made this movie better so much a quick edit if michael shannon's character wasn't in it at all and all of his scenes in australia were done by walk-in and then Mr. Smith was played by Michael like, Shannon, ooh. and he just, and he just wasn't an Australian guy. Yeah, it was just Michael Shannon, like a like a rival mobster who happened to be in Australia for whatever yeah. reason. Yeah. So it was you would get more screen time from both of them, and oh, also really? like his character was not really necessary because it could have just been Christopher Walken himself. Yeah. Other than the fact that I, I mean, I have a feeling they probably just didn't get walking for very long. He's like, I'll give you like oh, yeah. four scenes. Um, thank you for the paycheck. I but I will do an incredible job. Also, he's watching Lewis's dog, Waffles. I also <laughs> loved that detail. Like, <laughs> say hi to Waffles. <laughs> Listen, I think the movie would have made a little bit more sense to me if Michael Shannon had been Christopher Walken's biological son. And that way it would have been a little bit more 
tension between him and main guy yeah uh because because it's yeah. like oh i'm the mobster's stepson like i will never get respect and it's like you're the real son you're the one who's gonna take over the mob business this is more of a like a sibling rivalry thing. yeah the, the, yeah well what the could weird, have been but it fucking didn't and this movie was mob, garbage like being adjacent to the mob part was very strange it was like oh yeah by the way my mom married a mob boss there's so much unnecessary backstory but i do love that christopher walken loves his wife yeah yeah i mean i would i literally wrote my notes what does his mom think about christopher walken going to jail at the end like what's going what does she think of everything that's been happening (laughs) holland i know this is your strategy but we can't spend this entire podcast talking about Christopher Walken because there is, there is, of the 89 minutes, there are 87 more minutes of this movie. All right, let's, fl- so, so I talked about my favorite Let's character. get into it. Hold on. Yes, you can. Sorry. Yes. I, I was just concluding. We talked about my favorite character, um, Christopher Walken. Let's talk about my least favorite character. Lewis? Main guy. Main white guy in this movie is the worst fucking Dude, I hate him so much. More than He's, Lewis? I, More than Lewis! I hated Lewis with a no. fiery passion. No, Lewis was Charlie. I hated Lewis more. Charlie Sucks. was just trying to be the best hairdresser he could be. Incel. He had... He wasn't an incel. This fucking creepy, douchey, whiny fuck boy. I hated him so... Lewis was fine. I remember finding Lewis very annoying. What? The first time I watched this movie. Lewis is honestly tolerable i hate him compared to the guy from the new guy i hate him so 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 much he was I so disagree. creepy and i did i have the opposite experience as you charlie was just trying to be a hairdresser in his fucking mob front hair salon called hair we are spelled o-u-i <laughs> And um, goddamn Lewis just tornadoes into his life whenever he's got some scheme up front and then gets Charlie into trouble. This entire movie is Lewis's fault. The kangaroo okay, yes, running off with the yes. movie, Lewis's fault. Did I say that I liked Lewis? <laughs> no. But I found him way more tolerable than main Charlie. Fuck Charlie. Hate so Charlie. yeah, okay, I... I'm not trying to say Charlie was good. Yeah. But, but I he... definitely hated Lewis more. Yeah. And this, like, I hate, I knew I would hate this movie <laughs> so early on. Be, like, n- n- partially, I should say, because I hate this type of movie where the plot is completely driven by the obnoxious imbecile character. Yeah. Other than planes trains and automobiles that's the only one where it's done masterfully but like i couldn't like that one movie with robert downey jr and zach galifianakis uh, i love both of those actors but due date is the name of it i cannot oh God, watch I that movie because it drives me insane i tried to watch it like two years ago just because it was like on some streaming platform and i'm like oh i think i remember liking this movie but this uh this movie did it even worse and because it was bad, there was no redeeming quality. It made me hate it even more. But, like, it makes my skin crawl when, like, it's so clearly, like, that's the only thing that's driving this plot is a fucking idiot doing an idiot thing needlessly, senselessly, and, like, with absolutely no, like, potential positive outcome to mm-hmm. what is happening. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're desecrating a corpse of an animal or what you think is a <laughs> corpse a of an animal fucked up inciting incident like who this, why this movie hinges on fucking with a corpse of a giant animal see what is more fucked up them doing like a weekend at bernie's photo shoot with a dead kangaroo that and having they fun hit with, with it their car that they or, killed for all intents and purposes or a white guy beatboxing. Which I, one's more fucked I literally up? wrote down on my notes, is he really beatboxing? <laughs> or was that like dubbed? Uh, in, the, in the movie trivia, <laughs> it specifically says that Jerry O'Connell did his own beatboxing. Oh, I'm sure he was like, 
put that in. I'm, I can do this. <laughs> no, I, don't. I just got a text from dad that says, I don't think I saw that stupid looking movie. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he took us. But but dad also would like go to a movie and be like, all right, I'm going to go see this other movie. Come find me when you're done. (laughs) That's a dad move. He's like, I'm going to go watch. I'm not watching this. Holland, you're 11. You can watch them. It's like, I'm going to Ocean's 12. All right. (laughs) Find me in theater six when you're done. Um, No, I don't know why. But for some reason, like, I agree with Gray. Like, I find those plots usually very frustrating. But I don't know. Once they, like, once the kangaroo left with the money, I just, I don't know. I started feeling way more Team Lewis. I was like, this man's an optimist. He's at least trying to get the money back. Like, he's the one who's seeking out this wildlife woman. Uh, and Charlie's just being a negative Nelly about it. He's like totally giving up. I found Charlie, he, it turned out to be, he's the one like refusing to move forward with any like idea to try and get the money back or try to find the kangaroo. He was just being like, oh no, Ugh, I just want to be mad all the time when Lewis is coming in with solutions. Do they work? No, he's incompetent. Uh, which makes this movie very frustrating. But at least he's trying. Did you guys also think that Charlie looked like a Patrick Swayze wannabe with that deep V at the hair salon? Oh, my God. Was that they, not the first thing you guys saw? When he, when they walked no, into the salon and you see him with like a deep V, it was like a, like a, like a tucked-in V-neck shirt, all black, and his like weird hair. I'm like, he looks like he's trying to be Patrick Swayze. Um, I don't know. I just, I really thought that would be uh, more relatable, but because we just watched Dirty Dancing, <laughs> I thought this movie was holding a gun to my head, saying, "This is a leading man. You find him attractive. We're gonna right. take his shirt off all the time." And I was like, "Stop it! No, I don't care. Take I don't want to." Like once? No, like four times. What? Yes. They they. Remember they like paint their chests like aboriginals and I was like that's a little problematic. <laughs> there's the the water scene and there's like at least one more thing where they just take a shirt off for no reason. Oh, for the TSA. He gets like remember they're trying to get into yeah. Australia and they strip search him. Like three times they take his I shirt off. I don't know. Off. I was like I was like pretty indifferent to him. I like didn't think yeah, really I was very anything indifferent. of Charlie. I thought I because was because Lewis was so fucking annoying <laughs> no Char- like yeah, the fucking same. cave scene okay the mirage okay scene? okay no the mirage like, other <sighs> than the mirage scene i was indifferent toward him that hold was on, hold just on. like <sighs> okay well i will at least say this two things about the mirage scene one the first mirage scene i actually it did get a laugh out of me <laughs> the <stashies>. um, <laughs> Slurpees? Well, just just the way when he was, I can't remember what it was he was doing, but he just like, it was how ha- like how he like moved his arms at one point when he it's like when he was have like his like dehydrated like you know exhaustion face was just kind of funny, and then yeah. when he's sitting on the ground and he like looks up and he goes like I don't remember what he was saying, but he like kind of the way he kind of moved his arms. Yeah. Did get a laugh out of me. And then the whole rest of the time when they were walking before the next Mirage scene, the way he was walking, I don't think it was intentional to be funny. I think it was just him trying to act like super exhausted and heat stroked. But he just like, the way he was like moving just one of his arms was very, it was like, it was like almost like, you know, like a stereotypical, like, uh, like someone trying to mimic like a stereotypical like gay stereo like trope i keep saying stereotype but like <laughs> like walking very like he's a hairdresser and it's if he was trying to make a gay joke but we don't know if he was intentionally trying to make a gay joke that yeah, kind of lip-wristedness and then the second thing about the mirage scene that i i mean i guess i don't know why i always feel the need to defend other people's movies but i i guess i just have to be objective um take notes girls because i don't think you do the same for me um <laughs> right, let's stay on task is okay shrek okay anyways uh and it's it's i didn't fault 
Charlie for the second Mirage scene as much as I just was like, that's the movie's fault. If yeah. that makes any sense. I would agree with that. And to be fair, like I didn't, I didn't, di- it didn't make me dislike Charlie more. It made me just not like this movie more. Exactly. That's and to be fair. fair, they had already established, like he had already experienced in a full on mirage prior to this. So yeah. And he literally he, was just like, just let me have this one. He was like, he, he, there was already proof that he could experience a mirage. So like he didn't, he wasn't actively trying to sexually assault a woman. He was just like, this is made Kids up. movie. Eh. Yeah. You know what, guys? You're right. We need to put the blame where it really belongs. And that's at this fucking movie. Yeah. I felt like with the, like the research kangaroo wildlife woman, <laughs> it's as if some executive was like, well, we need a hot girl. Yeah. What should her personality be? girl yeah you know the kind of girl that gets groped in the desert and is like uh-huh, i'm not like other girls it's totally cool that you did that ha uh-huh, whatever i don't care and then they're in the fucking cave and she's like go away i'm literally bathing yeah. and he goes no and jumps in i'd be like dude what the fuck like i already kind of cut you some slack because you were heat stroking but like Get the fuck out. And then not to mention, then proceeds to go like, you could cuss me and I wouldn't even. (laughs) (laughs) Again, the movie is just. Once again, kids movie. Farting on a page and being like, look, this is a real conversation that would happen. This is something a real human woman would be receptive to and things she would say. Yeah, it's not great. Oh, it speaking was of, insulting. Speaking of farting on a page, the fart <laughs> oh, joke the that aisle. was like four minutes long. Oh, the camel God. fart scene was disgusting. Oh, it was so rough. I'm like, it wasn't funny the first like three farts, but then it didn't stop for minutes literal minutes of this movie was just like let's just keep it going until it's until it gets funny yeah yeah they're like well no one's laughed yet maybe there needs to be more farting i also said why did she come on a camel why didn't she just have a car when she arrived in the desert yeah i don't know i I said do camels even preside in australia Mm. well they're this could be my own ignorance I don't, I would assume because they filmed it Okay, they're there, but then she had one and then three appeared. Yeah, I don't know. She came on one and then they left on three. I was also confused about the camel, like, chase scene. And I'm like, how fast do camels? I was thinking the same thing. (laughs) I thought the same thing. I've never seen a camel. Don't they go like 15 miles an hour? Like, I don't feel like they go that fast. I was like, do camels treating them like horses? I'm sure there are horses in fucking Australia. I was like, I've never seen a camel run before. They can oh get God. up to Wait, 40 miles of, an hour. That's significant. In short bursts. <laughs> in short speaking bursts. Speaking of sexual harassment, um, oh when Lewis was miming, like, the girl, and he's Ugh. like, ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, too graphic. Yeah. So graphic, and he's like, I just want to, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Like, that was horrible, but I did think... She was like, you know, she's like one of these girls or whatever. And he goes, epileptic? <laughs> I thought that I did was get genuinely g- funny. <laughs> yeah, I did get a laugh out of that. So I will say that. Yeah. And then there, he's later like, it's the girl, the epileptic one? Yeah. Australia yeah. may now have the largest wild population of Arabian camels in the world. Ah. So I can. They, yeah. It's, there are camels in Australia. Obviously <laughs> transplants. But like I could see that this is in an environment that they would excel in. Yeah. Um, They really I do. I didn't know. Yeah. They really do make Australia look very beautiful. They do its residents no service. I was like honestly annoyed that the girl wasn't Australian. I was too. And then, yeah, they made all the other other Australian people they met like very like bumbling and like caricatures and like, let me say all the Australian slang to you that you're not going to understand and everyone's going to laugh about it. Surely like. Yeah, I was, I even wrote like, wow, what a horrible, like, 
what a waste of money for Australia to pay to mm. use as an ad for their country. Because clearly they had to get some sort of permissions. Yeah. And they were like, yep, there we go. We, the only thing that was missing, and maybe I missed it in the bar scene, but they didn't say Foster's. No, but she poured him a Foster's. She was pouring okay, Foster's I, was the beer there that they we were go. drinking. Then, they didn't then say then there Vegemite. We go. <laughs> um, they might have, honestly. I did, was... Honestly, I think our lips are sealed was a more favorable representation. I was going to say, is this our second <laughs> Australia movie this year? Uh-huh. Um, fun fact. Uh, they one should of my start good... paying us. <laughs> one of my best friends is Australian, and she said that if you want to pronounce nor, nor, nor correctly, you have to say noi, but kind of like let it cut off at the end. So it's not nor, it's nor. That's as best as I can do. I know it's still not <laughs> Thank good. Thank you for the tutorial. I'm just saying. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I also hated the like, I saved your life when we were children and that's how we became friends and I'm still holding it over your head 20 years later thing. Yeah, that would get old. I saved Gray's life once. You don't hear him talking about it all the time. I was pleasantly surprised, at least, that that kind of language kind of died down pretty early on. And it wasn't constantly brought up throughout the movie. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Thank you, Gray. Point to the movie. (laughs) I I still think, with all of my statements of slight redemption there's more than enough to bring those points back down okay why is this so low on appropriate for children because surely only a child could watch choose to watch this movie uh the the boom boom i just want to uh uh is one reason okay. the groping scene is one reason okay. the, groping the, scene. the cave scene i have one i'm very happy you brought this up holland <laughs> Because I would like to quote Michael Shannon in the 84th minute. <laughs> you pansy-ass retards are going to die for this. Or something like that. When he's get, when he got arrested, he literally calls them pansy-ass retards. They said, Michael Shannon, you can't say a swear word. And he'll go, I'll get close. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally a mob movie. We he's have- literally hiring his own murder. I will just They're say- desecrating a kangaroo and then proceed to terrorize it for the rest of the movie <laughs> okay um i okay well hypersexualization really of it, this woman does it really deserve a one i, I thought it did like a two or a i three. gave it a four appropriate for children yeah <laughs> okay never mind then i'm happy with you um why not a four you listed like five or six things that leaves you with four <laughs> surely um, okay because some ta- of those should talking, be double the talking kangaroo parts were clearly there for kids with the singing yeah and the that's why this movie is for no yeah, one chucky was a talking toy doll that wasn't a kid's movie okay but the kangaroo wasn't terrorizing people and trying to kill them no but that's why this movie fucking sucks because there's too much like kid bullshit in it for anyone who can handle the adult stuff to care about okay, but if there is kid bullshit <laughs> in it surely at least deserves a couple points for appropriate for children just got me there gray <laughs> They did, yeah, you and, got all from her. and and all of the like, pr- all of the like hijinksy like action scenes. That's all in there for kids. Like, that you gotta give me at least a little bit more there. Like, it's not. I don't if think I, it is worthy Holland, of a one. Holland, if I had a child, and you were babysitting, <laughs> would you put this movie on for my kid? And you had to sit there and watch it. If with them. I had to choose between like this and The Godfather, <laughs> sure. Like it's the lesser of two. That's not evils. what I said. Listen, That's not what listen. I said. We watched Austin Powers as children. Should we have? Probably not. But we did, and it yeah, was colorful we'll get and to that. silly. Right. I that would, doesn't. Right? I wouldn't show it to your child because it wasn't appropriate for children. I wouldn't show it to your child because it's a bad movie. And I would hope they would have (laughs) better standards than this. But that doesn't mean that some kids won't watch it ever. So it's rated PG. It's rated PG. By that nature, it's technically appropriate for children. 
So it's literally rated PG because they couldn't market it as an adult movie because it wasn't good. That's the only reason it was even try like attempted to be marketed as a kids movie because it wasn't good enough that they were like the kids will not fucking care but they didn't dumb it down or tone it down enough for it to be child appropriate that's just i just it's not it's not child appropriate not a single one of the kangaroo scenes were funny or enjoyable in any way shape or form well you're not a child i remember thinking that when i was a child (laughs) does it hold up no what have part we, holds up? That Australia we, still exists? Have we ever given a movie a one before? We've watched There's always some a first. pretty bad movies Great. What that did, were in worse shape than this one. What did Grease 2 get for hold up? I can pull that up for you. <laughs> this is our fucking standard. It's our worst movie ever is Grease 2. So I want to know how yes, it compares. Yes, there are some dicey moments with sexual assault and consent i i am not saying that this deserves a 10 on does it hold up but it was a grease well shot to movie. grease to had a cumulative or like average so it's between the two of mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. a four okay <laughs> that's more than a one all right listen it does have a better we've also it has a Visual, budget. It has a better visual quality. If you put you this, yourself earlier you, said it made Australia look beautiful. It's true. That's for, more than a one to me. For visuals alone, I will give you more points. Because if you put this movie on mute, you would go, most of these visuals are pretty nice. The kangaroo looks like shit. Um, it doesn't look funny. But it's shot well, it's edited well, and they did try with the action scenes. And I will, and again, the acting, though unbalanced, we did see some good performances. I think everyone was trying their best, except for maybe the, the girl. girl. Um, <laughs> but she wasn't given a lot to work with. Yeah, they were not, like, I don't blame that. They're on like, her. act sexy act sexy and act like you're suddenly in love with him and so she's like and there's no chemistry between them there at were all a lot of chase scenes in this movie and i feel like they were decently choreographed yeah like you gotta give me something a little bit more for the <sighs> wow set you're really here you're really reaching all right um Listen. i don't think this movie should i think <laughs> I, you guys are I, penalizing can i do another movie. quote I think you guys are penalizing this movie too harshly because you hated it. When in, if you look at it yeah, objectively, it's that's not the point. Like, does it hold up? That, like, parts of it do. Can I wait? Hold on. It I'm, was still shown in syndication for like a couple of years after. I'm sure it came they out. edited I, a lot. I of shit want to out. do a quote from another quote of this movie. I think it was Charlie speaking to Lewis, but it's. It's just a phrase I've never heard before, but it's, I'm going to beat you soft. <laughs> Ew. Oh, I don't like that. I don't remember that. Oh, I wrote down my favorite line of the movie. Uh-huh. It's uh, Christopher Walken in the beginning when he goes, uh, you know, I supported you. And even when you said you wanted to go to beauty school, as many boys who lose their fathers do. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I wouldn't maybe- be surprised if that was improv. <laughs> I was like, maybe this movie will be okay. And I was wrong. I know. They bait and switched us with walking at the beginning. Um, I do also, I didn't, I honestly stopped taking notes after the airplane, but um, I have loose candy and no one has headphones on. <laughs> I literally wrote just loose candy in his pocket. <laughs> But at the end, when Michael Shannon is, like, holding a gun to everyone's head and is like, you were going to pay for your own hit, you fucking idiot, which is why Lewis ends up being the hero because he's incompetent and got was so incompetent he failed their own murder it plot. It was the lucky jacket. But I said, um, Michael Shannon is the hottest person in this room, including the girl. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, young Michael Shannon, I was like, can he 
get it. He's creepy in the way that Michael Shannon is, but still like He's creepy like hot. Yeah. In the creepy it's flavor. Like, it's like when <laughs> those sometimes Steve Buscemi is hot, you know? I don't have that, but okay, like just me. Great, <laughs> <laughs> you get it, right? Remember when sometimes Steve Buscemi and Michael Shannon are hot? <laughs> I did honestly think I was I like, damn, Michael, Michael Shannon looks good. <laughs> yeah. I think he he looked good. Also, I genuinely the only movies I can think of, or the only things I've ever, I can like think of off the top of my head that I have seen Michael Shannon in are um, Knives Out, mm. Nine Perfect Strangers, and now Kangaroo Jack. I'm sure I've seen more, <laughs> but those are the only three I can like recall. Shape of Water. Because even when I saw... The Iceman Cometh. Shape, uh, uh, I think it's just called Iceman, not Iceman Cometh. That's something else. The movie Iceman and Shape of Water. I haven't seen it what but yeah i mean i did i was like yeah he's a good looking dude i mean because i am just a fucking meathead like dumb male brain i was like nah the girl's pretty hot uh (laughs) i think the girl's hot she is hot obviously i I was just like meg was also like eh and i'm like are you kidding me she's beautiful her acting hurt yeah her acting hurt in her character was so painful but as our resident like, bisexual yeah. i feel like i have the authority to rank the hot or not list of kangaroo jack i mean you said steve buscemi was hot though so sometimes like, salt. sometimes <laughs> was he hot in mr deeds no <laughs> you but like was he hot eye? in spy kids too yes yes <laughs> But it goes Michael Shannon, girl, Christopher Walken. <laughs> End of list. The kangaroo. I mean, Charlie's mom. <laughs> we, did we even see her? Not really. <laughs> we get one. Uh, we might have seen her in the shot. flashback, but I don't know. Yeah, She's wearing like sunglasses. <laughs> um, I have nothing else to say. I Can we have my final this? scores. I'm not actually mad at those scores. Okay. <laughs> Sit through ability. I you gotta give me something for Walken and Michael Shannon. I boosted it because for they were genuinely enjoyable. And Gray, we both laughed. Are we getting to our final scores? We both laughed at that epileptic joke. <laughs> you laughed at his mirage um, physical acting work. Beauty like, school, as many young boys do. <laughs> That was so good. Uh, Walking is so good. All right. If you ever want to watch this movie, which I don't suggest you do, just watch all the Christopher Walken parts. Um, Cheryl Crow's Soak Up the Sun plays at the end. That's fun. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Okay. uh, Are we doing our final scores? Yeah. Just just... All right. I'll start. Nostalgia factor. I'm keeping at a two. Keeping at a two. I don't. There's no. Sit through ability. Sit through ability. I have bumped up to a four. I have also. Thank you. I have also bumped up to a four. Thank you. Thank you. Appropriate for children. I'm leaving at a two. I'm leaving at a four. Okay. Well. Okay. Does it hold up? I'm bumping up to a three. I also bumped up to a three. (sighs) Okay. And can I follow? I'm leaving at a five. I have bumped up to a five. Thank you. Okay. Better. I will give a bonus point for Cheryl Crow. For Cheryl Crow? I'm gonna suck up the sun. I thought we were Even though, even though that scene might have been the worst part of the movie. It's so hard to choose what the worst part of the movie could well, what be. What was the best part? What are you going to give me a bonus point for, Oh, the, the big walk-in scene. Okay. The big walk-in scene, absolutely. Yeah, it's the best you. part of the movie. So good. It's the part with the least bad <laughs> shit in it. young boys who lose their father's young That girl. whole monologue. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, well, I know what's higher than a 23. So, with the... Bonus points added up. This movie comes out to a drum roll, please. 36. Are you fucking kidding me? Ooh. I didn't even crack 40. 
Do we have a new worst <laughs> movie of all time? Uh, um, yes. This I'm is not even at. Oh my god. Is this worse than uh, Grease Two and um, I wanted to say Simple Jack, Jack Frost? Jack Frost is a fifty. Grease Two was a forty-eight. This is the new lowest movie. Wow. I barely just cracked four hundred. Four thousand and one cheater. <laughs> uh, so let's get I some now, fun trivia. I'm currently four points lower than Allegra's score without another movie in it. Motherfucker. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Gray. So what is that? I'm I- I'm what like seventeen points away from you. I need to get all of the rest of the good movies. <laughs> I'm terrified <laughs> about what is about to happen to me. It's I know it's going to be Big Rock Candy Mountain. I fucking hope so. <laughs> all right. So, this movie had a budget of Except 60 million. Except that's appropriate for children, so <laughs> Is it? I got I nightmares. We'll see. <laughs> Sorry, Gray, we keep interrupting you. Uh, this movie had a budget of 60 million. And strictly due to the large opening weekend, <laughs> its official box office was 88.9. Hey, man. So it didn't lose money. It had money. a big opening weekend and then just fell flat. Like yeah. completely flat. Does the budget yeah. so, include the marketing budget? I had had to. So it was inspired by an urban legend about a pair of Boston college students on break in Australia. While driving through the outback, they accidentally hit a kangaroo with their Land Rover. Thinking they had killed it, they got out and put a, the driver's Boston Red Sox jacket on the kangaroo to take a picture before moving on. However, the kangaroo was merely unconscious awoke, uh, and awoke in the midst of the photo taking. It broke free and took off across the outback, still wearing the Sox jacket, along with the keys to the Land Rover in its pocket. So it was inspired by that urban legend. Why uh, Why are the people trying to make it seem like it's very normal to, like, put your clothing on and, like, mime with a dead animal that you hit on the side of the road? I'm so confused. I don't know. This. So, the original screenplay, titled Down and Under, was oh, wow. written with a far more mature audience in mind, featuring strong language, sexual themes, on-screen murders, and a kangaroo that did not talk. <laughs> Jerry Bruckheimer saw potential in the script, but as a family film, and it was his idea to place more emphasis on the kangaroo character. Jerry, you ruined it. It probably would have been a, I'm not going to say a better movie, but like a movie that would have made slightly at least more like sense. A, yeah, at least like a mid-tier, like, like one of buddy those, like, comedy, raunchy, like raunchy buddy comedy. Early yeah. 2000s, yeah. Like, like that movie, like Road Trip. Or it would like, have found an audience for the time. It yeah. would not have aged well, no. but it would have probably found its its niche. It probably would have sat yes. alongside Scary Movie 3. It would have at, at least made sense. Yeah. Yes. Um, dude, this... So, <laughs> so just some of these... I already said this earlier, but I just think it's hilarious that these were even included in the trivia section. Jerry O'Connell did his own beatboxing, and <laughs> Anthony Anderson wore high-top shoes in this film. What? <laughs> what? That's trivia? Okay. And then this one blew me fucking out of the water. Ellen DeGeneres, Sandra Bullock, Lisa Kudrow, Leslie Mann, Renee Russo, Christina Ricci, Lorraine Bracco, Julianne Moore, and Meg Ryan were all considered for the role of Jesse. <laughs> what? My assumption what? is none of them wanted anything to do with it, so they found this model who was trying to get into acting and put her in. Ellen DeGeneres and Julianne Moore. <laughs> Yeah. What? <laughs> I know. How I know. big was that role supposed uh, to be? And then some two thousand three. I know, dude. That that's what blew me away. Is like, how the fuck does Would that? Would she work? have been a love interest if it was Ellen? <laughs> I, dude, I don't know. I really don't know. Whoever was making this movie had no fucking idea what they were doing. They just wanted to make and it was a evident. movie. <laughs> Weird. Yeah, Allegra, I liked your your theory at the beginning of this episode. 
So it came out in 03. <gasps> Top song was Hey Ya by Outkast. Mm-hmm. The big movies, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, Finding Nemo, and Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Five Hour Energy entered the market. Robert Downey Jr. thanked Burger King for getting him off drugs. In 2003, with a car full of drugs, he had a burger that was, quote, so disgusting it made him rethink his life, and he dumped the drugs in the ocean. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this is... We've had a couple 2003 movies. This is our fourth. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But it's been a while. Our last one was Holes at the top of this season. So, yeah. I mean, that's it. I want to get away from this movie as quickly as possible. (laughs) All right. Shall we choose a movie? So, we should choose a new movie, and I have a surprise. Did you find the hat? Holy fucking shit, bitch tits! Oh my god! Did you take out the movies we already chose, or are we just gonna like mulligan it if we do it? Oh, you did? No, I took them out. Yeah. (laughs) Alrighty. What does Allegra's movie make it a piece of shit? Piece of shit. Aragon. I want her to. Great, no cheating. I'm not. Yeah, it's good. What is it? What is it? What I get, 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 what I get. Unless he's acting. Actor? It's Mrs. Doubtfire. You know what, though? Parts of that movie have not aged well. Listen, another day, another miss in the chamber. It's not Big Rock Candy Mountain. I mean, I am excited to watch it. Big Rock Candy Mountain? Fuck off. Uh, I'm talking to you about Mrs. Doubtfire. I have not seen Mrs. Doubtfire in years. I haven't seen it in a while. This this was Holland's pick, by the way, for anyone yeah, who's curious. Because I was nicer in the draft picks, Gray. Gray. <laughs> <laughs> and Allegra, honestly. <laughs> I put some good ones in there. God, this has not <laughs> been my season so far. You dominated last season. I don't think anybody deserved to get this movie. <laughs> Honestly. Kangaroo Other Jack. than you, probably, because I want you to lose. <laughs> you want me to have both of our worst movies that we've ever covered on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, I would love that. Uh, at this point, then they'd point, be off yes. the board. <laughs> I think just for fairness, Cray should get Big Rock Candy Mountain because I think that's the only thing that can beat Kangaroo Jack. At least Jack. I can say that I got the only perfect score we've ever had. That's true. You and got then, literally and then consecutively, <laughs> And then consecutively and the, the worst movie? score we've gotten What's yet. The worst movie we've ever watched. You literally got one I'm having points. some high highs and some low lows. Peaks this and <laughs> uh, this I'm so upset. <laughs> I'm so upset. This movie was so bad. It's so unpleasant to it watch. Was so bad. Can we name this episode Kangaroo Jack parentheses don't watch this one? <laughs> <laughs> don't watch it, guys. I, I had to pay money to watch this. And I bet your bottom dollar I'm going to make the TikTok in the next 24 hours so I don't have to rent it again to make the TikTok to do some screen records because I am not paying for this twice. Fucking <laughs> dude from Stand By Me is like, holy shit, $5. <laughs> Someone rented Kangaroo Jackets for years. <laughs> Yeah, all, well, we shared our rental, right? It's true. <laughs> so we got at least two of them out of this podcast. He's like, holy shit, someone watched it more than once? Who are my super Honestly, fans? I'm kind of curious um, what the reviews are on Amazon. Oh, though. God, yes. Is this a new segment? <laughs> Four stars. It's got... A 4.6 out of 5 on Amazon. 79% of the ratings are Sunny 5 film. This is a bot. What are the ones that What is it? Say? What is it on IMDb? Let me check. It's 4.4 4. 4 out of 10. That makes more sense. A meta score of 16. Ooh. Hold on. All the one-star reviews are like technical issues. I know. Wait, whoever gave this project the go-ahead needs to be lobotomized. <laughs> Seriously, what a waste of $2. <laughs> Don't watch this piece of crap. 
<laughs> but then there's one there's a one star review that says great movie. Um, all right, so that is all that we have for you guys today. Please follow us on social media on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at LatchkeySibs. You can email us at LatchkeySibs at gmail.com if you have longer thoughts to share with us. Um, uh, please especially follow us on Instagram and vote in our polls. We post every Friday before we post our final scores, and you get to decide if the defending sip of the week deserves to lose a point stay the same or gain a point guys i'm really gonna need you to come through in the polls this weekend and help us help a girl out give me at least one more point just if you feel bad for me i'm campaigning officially now when i make these announcements um otherwise that's all we got for you guys today next week we're watching this doubtfire until then Jungle